Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are going to continue our study of the book of Joshua. We are going to study chapter 16 together. Um, it's a lot shorter than the chapter before, which in and of itself has some significance. The length, um, which we'll see in a moment. So, <clears throat> after Judah, the uh, next uh, group, the next tribe to discuss is Joseph. Uh, Joseph uh, had two tribes uh, that were both part of the tribe of Joseph, which is Menashe and Ephraim. We went into a lot of detail about the portion of Menashe, of the half-tribe of Menashe that had a, received a portion together with Reuben, Reuven and Gud on the east side of the Jordan. Half of Menashe was on the west side, and we're going to discuss that. Uh, but then there was the tribe of Ephraim, <coughs> who was all on the west side of the Jordan. And throughout Tanakh, uh, Ephraim became eventually the dominant tribe of, of, the, of the ten tribes, of the, other, of the others. In other words, Ju Judah was the dominant of the southern kingdom. And the dominant tribe, uh, often, Habin Yakirli Ephraim, very often the northern tribes were just called by the name Ephraim, even though they were a collection of other tribes, Ephraim was the dominant one. Um, so it's kind of a counterweight to Judah. It makes sense we now discuss Joseph. So, by Yitzhak of Yosef, and the portion that was given to the sons, the descendants of Joseph, um, and this is their Jordan. This is these are their boundaries. Again, I'm, as before, I'm 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 only gonna touch on tiny issues. I'm a tiny things. I might not translate a lot of these place names, but this is the boundary. So just as before, we go through the boundaries first, and it kind of draws a line from this town to this town. To this town is the boundary, and then it discusses the cities within the boundaries, just like we did with the other tribes until now. Miarden Yerecho, starting from the uh, the Jordan at the area of Yericho, um, Jordan River, approximately at the level of Yericho. So this is about where the people had crossed into uh, the land originally, uh, where the Jordan River was uh, crossed by the by the people of Israel as they entered the land. Lemei Yericho Mizracha, going towards the uh, waters of Yericho, towards east, Hamidbar, uh, towards the... Um, <clears throat> uh, I'm sorry, from, from the waters of Yericho, which were on the east side, Hamidbar Ola Yericho, the wilderness going up from Yericho, Bahar towards the mountain, Betel towards the area of Betel, Vyatsami Betel, Luza, and then the boundary continued going from the town of Betel towards Luz, Vyavar El Gvol Ha'arki Atarot. And then it kept on, it continued to the boundary of the Arki, the Archite people, which lived in Atarot. Yama, then it went uh, westward, El Gvul HaYafleti, to the boundary of the Yafleti people, Ad Gvul Beit Choron, until the boundary of Beit Choron, Tachton, the lower Beit Choron, Viad Gazer, until Gazer, of Yama, and it also continued to the sea. Vayinchlu Vnei Yosef, Menashevi Ephraim, and the two tribes, descendants of Yosef, they inherited their portion. Those tribes are Menashe and Ephraim. And the boundary of the people of Ephraim, according to their families, was as follows. Their boundaries were eastward, Atrot, Ador, um, 
of Atrot Ador Ad Beit Choron Elyon until the upper Beit Choron. And then their boundary went towards the west. Hamichmitot um, from Michmitot Mitzafon, which was in the northern part of Nasavagvul, and then the boundary went around Mizracha towards the east. Taanat Shilo towards Taanat Shilo Avaro Tomi Mizrach Yonocha, and then it passed up from the east towards Yanoach. Yorad Mianocha went down from Yanocha, Tarot Venaroso, Foga Birichho Vyatsayardin, and then it reached the town of Yericho, and then it went towards the Jordan, Mitapuach, and then from the place called Tapuach, Yelech Hagul Yama, it went westward, Nahalkana, Bahito Tosavayama, it went to the sea, Zos Nachlat, Matebne Farim Lishbosam. This was the portion of the um <coughs> of the people of Ephraim according to their families. And the towns that were within there that were given to the people of Ephraim, in other words, that they had conquered these towns, were Pitoch and Nachat Benim Nasha and in the um and in the portion of Nasha called Harim, they were given all the cities of Chatzreya. Now it's interesting that this was one verse. Last chapter, if you recall, we read like, I don't know. 30 verses listing all the t- cities in Judea that were, w- so it listed the boundaries, right? In a lot of detail, uh, boundaries of Judah. And then it listed all the cities within it by name. Here it just says, and they also got all the cities in there. So we've, we get the sense that the verses, not the sense, I mean, it's clearly doing that, are not emphasizing or going into the details of Ephraim's portion nearly as much as Judah. Um, and why that is, we can speculate, but certainly, as we know, as time and history developed, uh, Judah became the dominant tribe over the ensuing thousand years <laughs> uh, throughout the period of the judges, the period of the first temple, and eventually, by the time of the period of the second temple, Judah was the only viable tribe left. Um, now, here's <clears throat> an interesting thing, and this is the third time we have a mention of a of a place that was not conquered, and I am positing uh, that the reason why it was not conquered was because of, as they they were offered peace terms as they were required to do by the Torah, and here there's a little bit more proof, an indication that my interpretation here is correct that it wasn't because they could not, in other words, militarily could not conquer it but because they did not, because they were following the instructions of the Torah, and this would be according to the Nachmanides and Maimonides interpretation of the verses in Deuteronomy, which I'm going to refer to again in just a moment. And this is verse 10. The Canaanites that lived in the town of Gazer, they did not dispossess them. And these Canaanites lived among the people of Ephraim until this time. And they were a um, as a taxed form of labor. Now, Mas Oved doesn't necessarily mean that they were enslaved. Mas Oved, when one polity in those days were, would conquer another, they would have them pay tribute to the central. Uh, this is the jet practice of all conquering nations in those days. When they conquered a place, if they didn't kill them, they would say, okay, you can live here, but you need to pay us X, Y, Z. This is what you have to do. Or you have to supply us with 
something, you know, to demonstrate our your subservience to us, and that's like your tax for us keeping you safe or whatever, however you want to look at it. And interestingly enough, this mas oved is exactly the language that's mentioned in Deuteronomy, which makes it difficult to um, imagine that when the... So let's look at Deuteronomy 20. Ki tekravel And you get close to a city to wage war against it. The first thing you do is you ask it for peace. You give it peace terms. If they answer that they do want peace, and they open their doors to you, they allow you in and they say, yes, you can be the conquering nation. We're not going to fight you. We're not going to, we're not going to rebel. They will be as a mas va'avaducha, the same language as mas oved that we have here. So clearly, this is again, I don't know how you can get a better indication than this from the verse itself, that the towns were offered peace terms, and then as the Torah required, and then they were done mas oved. I know this is different from the way Rashi and many other interpretations understand this, and some places in Chazal as well. But from the verses themselves, this is the clear meaning of the verse. That, and, and this is the third time that a town was not conquered, but this time it's even more clearly uh, referencing the Torah's command to offer peace terms first. Um, and we're going to see more examples of this, and it's going to become even more clear that my interpretation is the simple meaning of the verse and not just what I'm reading into it because I'm trying to see what I want to see. So thank you very much. This is the end of chapter 16. It's very short. And just note the fact that when we describe Joseph's portion, it's just so much shorter than um, when we, and, and so much more uh, uh, um, abbreviated than when we described uh, Judah's portion, although we're not yet finished with Joseph's portion. We're going to come back to it a little bit in 17. Uh, when we study next. Thank you for studying chapter 16 together. Looking forward to studying the rest of the book together.